Are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. The excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, Gold, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. We're going to be breaking down the Colts' second matchup against the Tennessee Titans, where they fell 25-16 to in Week 3. Hopefully, hopefully this time, a different outcome in our favor. I have Titans Rossi on with me again today. How are you, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm doing great. You know, we're uh, at the moment, at the moment, I always say this, you know, uh, we're sitting kind of pretty, um, but, you know, the Colts are, uh, they're on the upswing, dude. This, this game is, uh, makes me a little nervous. So, um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, you, you said it, you guys are on the upswing. I mean, you know, you beat the Buffalo Bills. Uh, not many people expected you to do that. And then, you know, you face the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, granted, Kansas City Chiefs aren't really playing that well this year. But nevertheless, we know what they are capable of. And you guys just stomped them in every aspect of that game. How confident are you in this team right now? Because, I mean, they're they're winning games and they're not just winning games. They're winning good games and they're winning soundedly right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, as a Titans fan, like, I, I mean, per se, I've been a fan since the beginning, since, since they moved to Nashville, heck, since they moved to Memphis, really. And, you know, being a Titans fan, a, a true Titans fan that I am, um, I'm never super confident, you know, like, um, because we've been so inconsistent, like the last, five years. I mean, last year, you know, yeah. And the year before we were nine and seven, but we just got hot at the right time. You know what I mean? Like in the playoffs, we went to the championship game, but last year we all kind of knew as a fan base, like, okay, this is probably kind of a one and done type of team in the playoffs, just because of how horrible the defense was. But it's like, okay, now this year, Oh, we have a little bit of a pass rush. We, you know, we're putting together good defensive game plans, which blows my mind considering the coordinators that we have. And it's like things are starting to gel. But like I said, as a Titans fan, always kind of, it's like when we start doing really well, then we have a game against, like we did against the Jets. You know what I mean? So I'm, 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, I I think we'll win. I mean, that's you know, I'm I'm my team's fan. I think we'll win, um, but I um, I'm not like, oh yeah, we're we're world beaters right now. I'm not that type of dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So take me through your guys's injury report. Obviously, you have a couple of different guys here of note uh, that aren't practicing. Julio Jones with a hamstring, not practicing uh, for two straight days. And one of your guards uh, with rest, another one of your defensive linemen with a groin, and a couple other guys that were sitting out as well. But, uh, you know, compared to the Colts injury report as is right now, it seems pretty lengthy for the, uh, for the Titans right now. Yeah. And it's been like that all season, man. It's, it's been like kind of, these, these kind of nagging injuries that are, you know, Julio, they got on a pitch count. I mean, let's call it like it is. I mean, Julio's like, and and I I kind of feel like they're going to keep them like that in all season, to be honest. Like, that's how I think it's going to be with Julio all season. Like, um, he's going to be on a pitch count. Like, he's going to come in, make a difference here and there. You know what I mean? Um, but... Bud Dupree getting Bud Dupree back and and he's last week was his best game like he looked his healthiest he looked like he was you know he was good to go um so a lot of these guys on here too like Roger Saffold that's that's obviously concerning but he gets hurt every single game hmm. and then he comes back in you know like Tierra Tart. I don't know what's up with Tierra Tart. That's concerning because he's like our only true, like, kind of nose tackle, you know, um, that's that's pretty good. Um, Harold Landry, I didn't even know Landry was hurt. Um, so a lot of these guys are super important, right? I mean, you know, Chester Rogers, he's he's up and down. He hasn't really been he's been hit or miss all season. Um, it would be wise. It would be wise for Carson Wentz. And, and this all depends on the pass protection. I don't know how you guys' offensive line is playing. I would say they've been playing pretty good the last few games, the way Carson has been producing. It has been a lot better. And actually, this week might be the first time this season where our entire offensive line will actually be healthy. Uh, wow. Braden Smith is supposed to come back this week. He hasn't played since the first quarter of week one, got injured and hasn't played since. But our the right tackle that we paid big bucks for, he's now coming back. Chris Reed, who we signed in the offseason, who filled in for Quentin Nelson, is now moving to right guard. And now you got Fisher, Nelson, and Kelly now all back and fully healthy. So, this yeah. unit's now going to be at all, pretty much 100% come into this weekend. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I mean, we've been kind of living off of our, our front four the last couple of weeks because, I mean, we've played mobile dangerous quarterbacks like Allen and Mahomes. So yeah. there hasn't really been a lot of blitzing going on, but our front four has been getting to the quarterback. So, I mean, we've had nine sacks from our front four in the last, um, or three, four, we're kind of a hybrid, you know, three, four type of thing, but front four, whatever we've been, 
we've had nine sacks in the last two games, which is the most in the league from your, you know, down lineman or whatever. So, but it's like, you know, Wentz is a different type of quarterback than, than Allen or Mahomes, you know. Um, Wentz is not as mobile, but Wentz has got a cannon of an arm, you know. He can, um, he can beat you from the pocket when he's on his game. So if we don't get to him, look, man, last week I was sitting up in the stands. I went to the game. Um, I was sitting up in like two something, you know, so I was in the middle tier. I could see the whole field and the start of the game, it starts. And I see Greg Maben, who is a guy that consistently got slaughtered all preseason by every receiver. He was getting slaughtered by Racy McMath. You know what I mean? Our sixth round pick. And I saw him on Tyreek Hill and I, and, and I texted upload and I said, dude, it's going to be a long day, brother, you know, but the defensive line and the, they got pressure. Yeah. So it alleviated um, that secondary. So, and I know you guys, you know, you're having some issues in the secondary too. Um, but if you guys can exploit and if you guys can, that's what it's going to boil down to for your offense against us is protecting wins. As long as you can protect wins, you're probably going to gash us. You know what I mean? Just because our secondary, yes, Kevin Byard is playing back to kind of his Pro Bowl level. But at the same time, you see here on the injury list, Amani Hooker has been out a lot. We don't even know if he's going to play. You know, Farley's, well, Farley didn't do anything anyways, but he's out. And then freaking um, Christian Fulton's out. Janoris Jenkins is not that good. So <laughs> it makes me nervous. And, you know, that's the thing. Uh, the offensive line has been getting better for Carson Wentz, and Wentz has only been getting sacked about one and a half times per game at this point since the last four weeks. And a lot of that has been the fact that Carson Wentz is now getting his mobility back. I'm sure you remember, we talked about it a lot, that Carson, even if he played in this in that game, was going to be on two hobbled ankles, and it yeah. showed he didn't really want to move a lot because, you know, he could barely do it. He was always on a limp. Well, if you watched last week's Sunday Night Football game, I mean, he showed he's got the mobility now, and he's 100%, and he's been making a, a raining havoc on defenses over the last four weeks. He is currently number one in completion percentage past 20 yards, and he's the most accurate quarterback in the NFL at throwing to the outside. So, you know, 20 yards deep and outside, Carson Wentz has been on a tear against defenses. And a lot of that, again, has had to do with the offensive line. The play calling has gotten better. His playmakers have finally started to pick up the pace a little bit. But overall, I mean, Carson Wentz, this whole last few weeks is finally starting to get the recognition of saying, this guy's actually still really good. Like everyone said, yeah. you know, is Carson going to ever come back to what he was? And there are now people saying, this is better than what we've ever seen from Carson Wentz. And if he kept this pace up, this might be the best season he's ever had statistically and efficiency wise. Seeing what you've seen over the last few weeks from Carson, 
how how does it make you feel going in versus the last time we played you guys with the mobility and the questions of how it would affect his game? How do you feel his game has progressed since then and how it could hurt you now? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Yeah, I mean, and two, like you said, it was a totally, I, I honestly think like this is an interesting game because we're looking at two totally, I would say different teams as far as both of our teams yeah. go. You know, we've both improved, so to speak. Yeah. So um, Carson Wentz was obviously hobbled during our game. Like you could tell his body language, the way he was throwing the football, like, and, and he actually had a pretty good game that game. Like it wasn't like he played horrible that game. Like um, I was, I was pretty impressed with him even during that game, considering the guy was playing on, on two bum ankles, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, he, I, he's only thrown one interception all year. So he's been pretty, um, efficient as far as that goes so from what i've seen from him has been impressive i mean yes and and you're right like statistically speaking i i mean a, a year ago he he wasn't any good you know he yeah, was in he philly had a crap team you know what i'm saying like it wasn't i don't necessarily blame it on him but you know we all know that look us being titans fans we shouldn't never be hypocritical especially when it comes to ryan Tannehill. how you know he was in miami he did okay but then he came here and it's like it resurrected his career you know the same could be happening for wentz now it's unfortunate what happened with you guys early on in the season kind of dealt a raw hand you know a bad hand yeah and a lot of things and now you're starting to kind of get things going. So, um, honestly, man, like, I'm more worried about this game than, I mean, because with KC, it was like, okay, I felt like we would beat KC just because their defense is so terrible. Yeah, their defense is trash. Yeah. And Mahomes has been garbage this year. Let's just call yeah. it like it is, right? Yeah. Like. He's 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 one of the tied. I think he leads the league in interceptions or very close to it. He he's tied with um who is it? He's tied with somebody. He's got nine picks. He's tied with somebody. But um but anyways, yeah, I mean so I I would say at this point, you know, Wentz has been a better quarterback. I mean, I, he's been a better quarterback than Mahomes. So it's gonna it's all gonna boil down to protection, you know, because if you give Wentz time, I'm telling you, man, like our DBs, <laughs> I'm telling you, like our other than Bayard, we don't really have much back there, dude. Yeah, and and, and that's, that's one thing apart. I wanted to ask you about is, you know, you've seen, I mean, it's not just Wentz that's been doing what he's been doing the last couple of weeks. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, outside of your guy, Derrick Henry, is second yeah. in the NFL in rushing yards. And yeah. Michael Pittman over the last four games has 
basically resurrected himself and has stated, I am the number one receiver for us at this point. You know, he has been making these big catches down the field where Carson Wentz just throws it up and it's just, okay, go up and get him, Michael. And he does. And, you know, there's the potential for T.Y. Hilton to be back. Uh, He was a limited participant today. Probably going to find out tomorrow whether or not he is, but they have optimism that he will play. So that's another receiver that we didn't have to account for before in the matchup. And, you know, Pittman wasn't in touch with Carson Wentz the way he is now. I mean, just that Sunday night game in the, in the monsoon that they were playing in still had four catches for 105 yards and a touchdown in that game. I mean, Michael Pittman has just been on a tear. And ever since Mo Ali Cox has been the number one tight end for us, uh, Moali Cox has been getting a couple touchdowns here and there as well. I think he's had uh, three touchdowns over the last four weeks for us. So he's been getting actively involved. I mean, is there who who on this offense, obviously besides Wentz, who on this offense really scares you the most in this matchup going forward? Um, it's kind of funny. And Moali Cox, I have him as a backup on my fantasy team. Hmm. And I picked him up like a couple weeks ago because I was like, Hey, this guy's doing something, you know? And, uh, he's, he's been, he's been a good plug-in guy for me. Um, but obviously Jonathan Taylor. And if you remember the last game, the play calling on, on you guys side was absolutely horrible on the offense. Like I even said, to myself, I was like, what are they doing? Like, if I was a Colts fan, I would have been pissed off, you know, because it's like Jonathan Taylor was having success in that game. I mean, he was averaging over six yards of carry, um, but he only got the ball 10 times. And I was like, if if I were the Colts, if I was Frank Wright, I would be, you know, I would be running Jonathan Taylor using your workhorse. You I know, know that like, was that made me so mad that he got 10 carries in the game. And the play, what was that one play where it was just a horrible play call? Was that was that like at the goal line or something? I can't remember. Probably was. <laughs> Probably now, was. maybe that maybe that was the Jags game. But yeah, I mean the Colts, I was I was just like, dude, like the play calling is was just terrible that game. Yeah. So I mean if you if you take that into account, I mean if, if they would have used Taylor like they should have in the last game, we might be talking about a different outcome. You know, um, Jonathan Taylor does scare me. He's a great running back. He's, in my opinion, like, I really like Jonathan Taylor. I like watching him play. He's a big, strong dude, like, um, kind of a throwback in a way. Like, I, I like those type of running backs. Um, Pittman is killing it. Um, Hines always scares me. Like I know, even you know, maybe he's not done a whole lot, but Hines always scares me because Hines is is tore us apart before, and Mike Vrabel even brought up Hines in his press conference yesterday. You know, um, so he's somebody. What's up? Is is Zach uh, Pascal? Is he doing all right or what's? Yeah, he's good. You know, he's just kind of been taking a little bit of a back seat to what Michael Pittman's been doing. You know, they've been getting Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman and Moali Cox more involved in the offense. And, you know, it's kind of slowed down Zach Pascal's production at this point. Pascal's making a few catches per game, but it wasn't like 
how involved he was in the first three weeks of the season. But outside of that, yeah, he's still vital to it. But they've been really trying to get Pittman involved in the big plays. So, yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. So, I mean, let's kind of go to the defense here. I mean, we mentioned we mentioned it the other time. Uh, stopping Derrick Henry is obviously the big thing here. You know, I think the Colts, despite giving up 118 yards to him the last time, still I felt like he really had to work for those yards. You know, he yeah. had 30 carries in that game, so, you know, was averaging just under four yards a carry. You know, I mean, they really made him work for a lot of the runs that he got. And then, you know, we unfortunately uh, or fortunately didn't have to worry about A.J. Brown in that game. Now, A.J. Brown is going to be in there. Now there's the question of Julio Jones maybe not being in the game. So, and again, like I felt overall the Colts did a good job of limiting the Titans to big plays. The only issue was in those moments when we had you in third down, the Titans just made enough to be able to advance the play. And that's the problem is that we were just unable to stop you guys in pivotal moments where it really count, we're really counting. Yeah. So there's obviously that, but the one thing that we've seen from this Colts team that you guys obviously saw in that first matchup, and it's been something the Colts have been doing very well this year. They are leading the league in takeaways. They actually have yeah. 16 right now. That leads the NFL. Darius Leonard actually has eight of those. Uh, so he has done half of the takeaways by himself, which yeah. is more than 14 other teams in the league, by the way. And also on top of it, Darius Leonard was also not 100% healthy in that first matchup, whereas now he says that he's about 80% better than what he was when he first played you guys. So you're now going to see an even better version of a Darius Leonard despite the fact that we do have a few slight injury concerns in the secondary, uh, does the defense concern you for the Colts of being able to force more of those turnovers? Yeah, I mean, for sure. And that's, that's something too Vrabel was, was talking about yesterday. Um, yeah, I mean, for sure. And that, you know, that's something we've been able to do the last few games is, is turnovers and Kevin Byard, um, I think he's like, I don't know if it's the last few weeks or whatever else, but he's like, he's forced five turnovers himself, um, interceptions, 
fumbles, but Darius Leonard is, dude, he's, he's an artist at that. You know what I mean? Like that's part of his game. And Darius Leonard is always somebody who's, 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 who's somebody that we need to watch for, you know? Um, and the Colts, I mean, their defense last year was, was great. You know what I mean? Um, and I was looking at, I was looking at the Colts stats here on defense and um, it looks like, I mean, you guys have quite a few sacks too. You got Buckner with three sacks, Muhammad with three, Ture, Ture with two, um, Lewis with one and a half, Willis one and a half. So, I mean, you guys are getting to the quarterback too, you know, um, who is Leonard. Like you said, Leonard's got freaking three force fumbles, two interceptions, 30 tackles. Like that's that's crazy, man. Um, yeah, he's on a tear right now when it comes yeah, to that's, getting the ball. Yeah, he's he's pretty awesome, man. Like he's he's somebody that's exciting to watch, and um, I don't know. I hope we can uh, somehow contain him because uh, if not, he's Leonard's one of those type of uh, game breaking type of players. You know, like he's one of those guys that can that can take over a game. And, you know, Kevin Byard is one of those guys when um, when he is, like, on, you know. Um, David Long, our linebacker that's been starting the last few weeks, he's been a freaking um, a beast out there, man, flying around and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Leonard, y'all's defense has always scares me. And y'all did do a good job against, um, against Henry last time. So... It'll be down to look. I mean, Kansas City did good against Henry, right? Like he had under a hundred yards. Um, he didn't have any like super big plays other than the trick play where he threw the TD, the little jump pass that he did. But Kansas City did a good job. Now we started out fast with AJ. AJ was killing him, and Tanny Hill finally kind of showed up this season and finally kind of took over um, the first half. And that's what, that's all we've been wanting to see. Um, if you guys can get the Tannehill um, and, and apply pressure and get to him, it's, it's a possibility that he, he won't be able to take over the game. You know, um, he hasn't done well under pressure this year. Um so that's something you guys need to do for sure is get to him. Well, I mean, you know, we tried getting to him uh, the last matchup, and, you know, there were multiple times where he ran for first downs. Uh, we can't have yeah. can't have that happen anymore. But yeah. do you think there's any part of this defense that you think this Titans team can take advantage of? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think the secondary, um, I think they could obviously take – you know, take advantage of the secondary. I don't see, I don't see Henry having like a huge game. I, I think you guys are probably gonna, you know, hold him in check. I don't, I don't see Henry having any like crazy runs or anything. Um, I think this is going to be another game where Tannehill is going to have to make some plays, you know, and he's going to have to do it in the passing game. And AJ Brown is going to be crucial to that. Um, I, I don't know if Julio's going to play. If Julio plays, you're going to see him in spot play. It's going to be he's in on a few downs and then he's out. He might, you know, they might keep him out for 
whole series, and then they might bring him back in. That's how Julio's been this year. Um, so yeah, I think I think we could exploit the secondary, but that all boils down to us protecting Tannehill and our offensive line is beat up. Yes, we've been playing well the last couple of games. We've only allowed one sack, but you know, we haven't played. I guess the Bills defensive line was pretty good and and that was a closer game, but you know, we're going up against a much tougher defensive line than we did the Colts. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Most of the guys on the defensive line now are uh, fully healthy for us as well. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Uh, we might as well just go ahead and hop into predictions here because, uh, you know, we kind of covered a lot of the other information. Week three, there's not a whole lot more that's changed other than the fact that we know that both teams have pretty much been on good win streaks since that game. So yeah. What do you uh what do you think here for the score, man? This time it's in Indianapolis. Indianapolis looking this and I and you and I kind of talked about it right before we went on air. We said that it seems like this one's the big one for the Colts. And I think this is the season for us. We don't yeah. win this game, then our season could potentially be done. I mean, when it comes to the division side of things, there's always the chance to get a wild card, but our chances of winning the division would almost certainly be gone if we don't win this game. So what is uh, your prediction for this game? And two on, on that point real quick too, like you guys are three and four, right? And then the Titans yeah, are four. five and yep. two. So this, I agree with you, man. I, I totally agree with you there. I think this is the biggest game for y'all this season. Like if I was a Colts fan, if, if the shoe was on the other foot, like I would, I would be like, you know, on Twitter and talking on my show, just like how crucial this is crucial. You know what I mean? Um, for the division, for all season. Um, and I think it's crucial for us too, you know, um, we have a chance to close the door on you guys, at least for a while. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and I think it's going to be a close game, man. I really do. Like, I think it's going to go back and forth. It's in the Indy. You yeah. know, we've had a little success there the last couple games. But, you know, that doesn't mean anything. I, I think it's going to be just one of those close games. I don't think it's going to be like, super high scoring because I just think it's going to be, I guess, more of a defensive game, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say 27. Nah, you know what? I'm going to say, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it at that. I'm going to say 27 to 24 and the Titans pull it out. Okay. See now, funny thing is I will have this one actually kind of being flip flopped to the score we saw in, in week three. I think the Colts are going to come out in this game with a fire like no other, knowing the importance of this game. Because you guys can lose this game and still be in good shape. The Colts yeah. right now, they need this one. And I think they're going to come out firing. Their quarterback is playing at a level that few quarterbacks are right now in the NFL. Uh, and a lot of guys are back and healthy. So this team is a completely different team than what the Titans saw the first time. I have the Colts winning this one 28 to 17. I think okay. it'll be, I, I think the Titans will still score a couple, but I think 
Indianapolis a pull away with this one late in the game. So thank you guys again for tuning in to the preview. Want to thank my friend Titans Rossi for coming on and doing this with me again. So make sure y'all check out his channel. Make sure y'all check him out. And if you guys don't remember where he's at, you always can check out the last one that we did. He, I'm sure I had him plug his information. We'll have his stuff in the description as well. But thank you guys again so much. Let us know what your thoughts are on this game. Who comes out on top? What are you looking for? Thank you all so much for the support. And as always, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.